All right, welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. This is your host, Deontay, with my friends, Jalen and Josh. Uh, today we have a, quite a few topics, but just before we jump right into it, I did want to just ask you guys, how are you currently doing as of now, the pandemic? How's it going? <laughs> How's your day? Hey, uh you ain't have to ask. I appreciate that. Not just playing. No, it was, it was smooth, man. Um, I just been trying to uh, execute a healthy lifestyle. Um, while in the midst of school or whatever, I feel like I need something to cling to and have like a more, uh, a more tangible goal that I'm reaching towards rather than, you know, just waiting over like two years or whatever. So I just been starting to like work, get back to like working out and stuff like that, and. Just trying to make sure I'm staying on a grind with like PA school and stuff like that. Cause like I said before, they got brothers in the field, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. How about you, Josh? Um, it, I've had a lot of downtime over the, you know, past couple months, but they're trying to get people back out in the world, get back stuff back normal. So I'm just trying to uh, keep up with the pace of things, uh, work. You know, it got me doing a lot, and I'm getting ready for school. So, trying to keep up. Yeah, same, same, same. You know, still nervous to go out and try to get stuff done, but I want to see my family. So, it's a weird space. I definitely get where Jalen is coming from. I know trying to find something tangible that you see progress in. So, I get that as well. So, um, I mean... Keep your head up like your nose bleeding. We're going to all get through this. Uh, but um, we got some topics for you today. Get get the, the serious topics out the way, but more so just talking about um, so a few things we want to talk about. So we want to talk about the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X delays and price and thoughts around that. Um, we recently had the DC fandom, and we kind of have – want to go over the Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League trailer, um, as well as the uh, Batman uh, Gotham Knights gameplay, um, as well as the final thing we're going to wrap it up with is it's our top five favorite games for this generation, um, which should be interesting uh, with the fanboy, with, you know, the Square Enix people, you know, they they, they tend to f- fall in that camp, but hopefully they got some different um, – <laughs> they got some different games than Square Enix in general, but yeah. uh, <laughs> hopefully you got some different games aside from Microsoft. Ain't nothing on my list, Microsoft, bro. I can tell you that that's for a fact. But um, yeah, I... you got days going on there. <laughs> days gone. Oh my god, stop it! But you know, uh, got, uh, what's that game? Record. No, man, none of them games made the list, bro. I'm not top five of this generation. We had seven years. You think ReCore made it? I played that game. <laughs> I'm telling what you. Total 30 minutes. <laughs> but um, starting off, I want, I guess we can start with the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. And I guys' thoughts around the price right now and them not actually saying anything. And it's almost. It's almost two months out, um, pretty much. I know November is the uh, month for Xbox, and we still ain't really got no price. What y'all think about that? 
Um, I think that they they're taking too long because during this time, like they they announce the price, people start pre-ordering, and you know these consoles are most likely going to sell out in the beginning because they're hard to find because it's not enough of them. So the longer that they hold on to this price, um, the harder they make it for people who want to buy the system. So if Xbox coming out November, they got two, three months to like, you know, figure out how many pre-orders they got and get them to stores. So they really just need to hurry up and come out with whatever the price is because we already know they're expensive. Yeah. Yeah. What you think, Jalen? So I hate to say it, I gotta agree with Josh. Not this plan. Nah, but uh no, nah, I, I agree with Josh. They they taking too long. I mean somebody like me, I mean it's already September, bro. Summer over. Like we we finna step in the fall. Um we only know how much the joints cost, so it's just kinda like you know, I don't really they just need to, you know, stop playing with people, man. I ain't I ain't trying to play with them, bro. They just need to tell me how much that mug gonna cost, tell me how much money I need to set aside and I need to figure out if I'm gonna get it or not. Like simple as that. So I think it's uh I think it's more so them trying not to get one upped like they did last time and PlayStation trying to keep their their base. They really don't want they're both scared at this point. Obviously PlayStation is scared to lose the the amount of support and people that actually purchase their console this generation and microsoft is scared to get the saints be in the same situation that they are in now where they're getting out so two to one when it comes to playstation versus xbox so this is not something that ever happens and it's more than likely not going to be the last time it happens because it's it's more so about the market share and how they're going to get people on board with their consoles so I think they're honestly trying to win, keep the crowd with them and it makes total sense. But at this point, nobody knows how much you guys are trying to charge for these consoles. So they can't, you know, price point their stuff. They can't put money away. When the PlayStation 4 came out, they got announced in June and pre-orders went up like next, like two days later. So people have from June to such and such to get their money, get put their money down and start putting money away to actually purchase these consoles. Now it seems as if they're banking on people just being re, you know, repurchasing customers and not caring about, you know, actually saving and getting to the point. It's a whole pandemic and people don't know how much this thing costs. People can't plan out for it. You only going to give me two months to kind of get the money together to get this council. I think it's going to showcase that in their sales. I think it's going to still sell out because I don't think, I think they're going to have a limited amount of supply. But I think it's going to showcase the the, the, the the attach rate immediately because they, as of now, haven't given anybody much time to kind of put their money aside to buy these consoles. It is a luxury item and people, it's not a necessity. It's kind of like a luxury thing. It's like... Uh, so I, I can't put too much fault to people not having the money for it or not being able to afford it. But I'm saying I think what's going to happen is they're going to play this game of chicken for too long to the point where it's going to make it seem as it's going to just be bad for the consumer in general, where they're not going to be able to know, nor are they going to be able to plan for it. So it's weird. 
I, I agree with yeah. both. I agree with both of you saying the same thing. It's just a, a weird situation. And I think that Microsoft has more to lose at this point. I think if PlayStation overcharges people, people going to still buy it. I think Microsoft has the more to lose because they don't have the player base. And if they kind of mess it up out the gate, they're not going to be able to restore that. So it's already it's already broken now. So if they do that and mess up and that 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 price ain't right and it's like I don't want to pay for this even if it is the more powerful one because you don't got no games anyway. I think they're so scared of that happening that they are actually putting off put telling out the price. And I don't understand the whole let's keep the Series S a secret unless they're trying to use that as a tactic. They don't want to actually showcase the power of it. So that way it's not uh, something that, you know, PlayStation can price point towards. They can't they can't know how much the actual price is because they don't know how actual powerful the console is. So if, you know, PlayStation is trying to compete they may be undercut significantly by the S and that's why they haven't released it or showcased it yet, even though it's the worst kept secret in the world. So I think that's what their kind of plan is right now. And that's my thoughts behind it is more tactical than anything It's bad for the consumer, but I think it's a tactical way of keeping people um, invested and, or people, you know, keeping, keeping that trying to, you know, gain that investment into the company. So, it's a, it's interesting. It's never happened before. Um, this is weird that they don't have any price points or nothing like that out. But I mean, what can you really do? It's not nothing you can do at this point. Yeah. You can just take it and wait for them to actually, you know, grow up. I guess that is is going to be their the only saving grace for them because if they can have you know a, a cheaper console than the PS four PS five, but it still offers good performance then that's going to be able to keep them going for the long run. And people who want, you know, the best graphics, whatever, they'll get the, the um, X. But also with such a short time, they have less time to sell people on the product, regardless of, of the price. Because, you know, if they came out two months ago and they said it's $600 and the other one is $400, even though it's a higher price point, now you have five, six months to come out with like these are the games this is what they look like on the system and why it's that $600 price whereas the longer they wait so far they haven't shown anything that justifies it and so when they do have that price they don't have the marketing to back it up and if they do they only have two months two three months to get it together to show why these consoles are expensive whereas sony even if they come in at the middle price point or whatever, if they have, they have like a decent lineup, people have an idea, I guess, of what it is. They're they'll be more okay with spending that money. Yeah, no, that makes that that makes a lot of sense. But I just, I just, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm worried about um, them actually shooting them all, themselves in the foot by trying to uh, release two different consoles and they're pigeonholing themselves to now be able to, you know, they, they can't manage to make games great because they're now trying to, you know, build for this subpar machine as well as this very powerful machine. And mm-hmm. at this point, you the, the consoles aren't ready to be PCs yet. Even though 
Xbox is certainly trying to make that happen. They're not ready to be PCs yet because they're not marketed as a PC. You can't do as much and you're not as versatile as a PC. So when it comes to functionality, games and, and you know, fidelity and value are most important. And the most important thing is to always have the best of the product. And mm-hmm. I feel like them basically saying that they're going to have this Series S and this Series X, and they're going to have two different spectrums of quality causes a rift in their player base as well as the rift in their developers base so it's kind of hard for me to say that this is a great thing for them to do i think what playstation is doing is the actual smarter thing i think because they're only doing it where one's discless and one's not and they actually have the same capabilities it makes it so much easier for them to market that as well as it makes it easier for them to get that buy-in because you're not going to get the less of value console nor are you going to be pigeonholed into creating two different games for the same platform because one has less is 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 weaker than the other now if the series s comes in and it's just as powerful as the x and it's really not only thing that's the different is that it's discless or something like that then that will be fine but that's not looking like the case like they have different internals that's going to cause it to actually not be um on par with the x and that that kind of that kind of throws me through a loop i think that's not the smart thing and maybe they're trying to push back on that maybe they don't want to release the s no more maybe they understand that that's a problem but in my eyes i think they kind of want to be consumer friendly to the max and being that consumer friendly they probably want to give you two options which is going to cause them to kind of lose money in my opinion Mm -hmm. i guess my question, I guess, would be to uh, Jalen on this. Do you think that when 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 that next generation happens, do you care? Because I know you you really just want to spend the least amount of money that you have to. Because it's not that it's I guess it's not like that necessity, but it's more so something you are interested in. Do you feel like having two? F- versions of the same game and having a weaker and a, a higher end is beneficial to a platform or do you feel like having like a singularity and common place when it comes to the platforms is that better what would you what would you gravitate more towards if it was like if pricing was um like 200 difference from the weaker versus the bigger and then and then yeah. kind of or even the like playstation the 5 portion ps4 and a ps4 pro like you know, with the new system or something like that, would you go for the bigger or better system if you could, or save two hundred dollars and get the cheaper one? Um. So basically, you sound like you basically had a PS4. I mean, a PS5 or the the router, whatever you want to call it. Not just one, but uh, how the PS5 got the same. It's it's two different versions. However, they're the same, but the Xbox got a lesser and a higher version. Um, that's what you saying, right? Like, which one would I prefer? Yeah. Granted, you know, the price difference and things like that. Um, I think honestly, it, for me, it depends on how much it costs. Um, because like, so if it's anything like, I mean, I guess just a general rule of life, whatever you pay for, you, you pay for what you get. So, um, I did get the PS4 pro when it first came out just because like, I knew how the PS4 was running. Um, you know, just during the, like, duration of his life and stuff like that, like, some games, like, made it heat up, or not heat up, but, like, you know, you just hear that fan moving violently or whatever, um, 
I don't I don't like when fans move fast because I feel like it's like a com- compensatory like mechanism. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you get a cheaper version of something, unless they know how to optimize it or have like a different setting in a game where it's not pushing that game, the the console boundaries and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I'd probably just get the the more expensive one. I just bite the bullet. I mean, if it's gonna be a hundred or two hundred dollars, I mean, if it's gonna last me a lot longer, you know, stay with the times and stuff a lot better and stuff, I'll probably just make that investment just simply because, I mean, you get a half baked version just to to save a couple of dollars on the front end, but who knows what you have to pay for in the lower end. And, um, Back you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like later down the line. So prime example was I had bought an Xbox Arcade. That joint was $200. I could have spent a hundred more dollars to get a pro or something like that. Uh, do you know how much them, uh, them hard drives and stuff was on for the Xbox, bro? I'm like, man, I should have just got the Arcade. I mean, it was nice so I could like, I could put it on like layaway per se, you know what I'm saying? I could get the arcade, play the games a little bit and work my way up. Cause I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I'm in high school. I ain't had, I ain't had bandos and not like that. But, uh, it was, you know, I was just kind of like, you know, it'd have been straight. I didn't need to get the elite, but I was like, I could have got the pro instead of the arcade or whatever. So, but anyways, I think, I don't think they could justify enough of a price difference to get a half bait console and, I don't know if they're going to run into some technical issues or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's my answer with it. Like I said, I bought the PS4 Pro when it first came out. Granted, I was running eBay schemes, you know what I'm saying, all the Jack Walsh and all that, you know what I'm saying? But uh, it's just it's just easier to just pay for it up front and just deal with it, you know, later on or whatever. Only other thing I can say is, like, when it do come out, Maybe they're going to have like an enhanced version of Xbox. You know what I'm saying? They're going to come out the Super Xbox Series X or something like that. So, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. And um, I'm glad you kind of said that, that and had that, that example because that does. So, I would say you can, you can appreciate the lower entry level. But for them to, I think more so because the arcade and the other one wasn't fundamentally different in that way. They only had like hard drive space and it was certain things that kind of was lax versus it being like a totally different experience. You know what I'm saying? Like coming, coming straight up and it's like off the off straight off of that. It's kind of like, it makes me feel as if I'm already not jumping all full next gen. I'm in this mid gen tier so I'm kind of nervous about what that kind of experience will do to what would 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 kind of you know do to the average consumer. They feel like they're not getting the best fidelity, and they feel like I should have just got a PlayStation Five for this. I don't know where that price point sits for the Series S that will cause people to forget about them having a lesser than console, and that's why I was thinking maybe the X and the maybe a you know you know something smaller, but not least not not in the least amount less capable of the x so that's why i was trying to figure out if this would hinder them or will it make it you know actually will this work in their favor this kind of mid mid generation leap again from the xbox one x so it's going to be xbox one x being replaced by this series s it's going to be a little bit more powerful but it's not going to be the x 
And that's what kind of worries me. It's going to be something that you now have to work on. You have to work for. You obviously can see what it did to Halo Infinite, where they was having to work on the Xbox One version and the Xbox One Series X version. It causes it to where it doesn't look next gen. So would that be the same case for all their previous games once they come out on the Series S and stuff like that? Maybe they scrap it. Maybe that's why they're not talking about it, because they probably scrapped it. Or maybe they are going to come out with it. Maybe that's going to be the next big thing. Maybe they just go with the route of, you know, uh, PlayStation 5 and they just take do one without a disc. And that causes them a better situation than what they currently have now. That's, that's what I'm thinking about. And your point is, you know, valid where people don't have the funds to kind of go there. But I think people would more so gravitate to the stronger console simply because they want to most of the time when you're purchasing new technology you want to future proof it you want to make sure that it's going to work and work well for a very long time and it's not going to become less than and that's why you buy a console because you know it's going to be in a generation for quite some time these mid generations you know recently just came like to the forefront but it, it never happened before so i think them overshooting our expectations and getting trying to get to 120 frames per second makes me feel like at least this technology is going to be around for at least another six, five years before it's like replaced by something else um versus the series s already feeling like a lesser than already out the gate kind of like the xbox one first when it first came out and the playstation 4 was so much better now i feel like this series s is going to hit that same mark but what is the price difference that's going to cause me to actually want to jump to that versus the X? And obviously, no specs have been announced, but that's what I'm. That's where my space, my head space is when it comes to that, and whether or not it's going to be worth it in the long run. You know? Yeah. No, that's that's all valid, man. I mean, like you said, I think the the most important thing was the price points. Um, I know we talked about like the price points and stuff like that. You got, I mean, people, I mean, you got all type of memes going on Facebook. I'm, I'm pretty sure some people are, but it's different when it's actually presented in front of your face. Like, all right, we need to start saving. But the, the other thing, future proofing, bro. Like when I remember when I was working at Best Buy, dog, mind you, it was 2013. End of 2013, the iPhone 5S came out. The iPhone 4S came out in, uh, 2011 at the end of 2011 and people is just like you have the people in there they like yeah i just want an iphone i'm like don't get this iphone for us basically i was telling them it's a dated device basically it's not future proof and don't get it you have people that get it and then you have people that just go gravitate and get the 5s so it's like i guess it depends on what people needs and stuff like that but um Personally, I ain't trying to get caught on anybody. Man, you got that half big Xbox, man. You got that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to. They, they put you on the. They put you on that girl, man. So, um, but yeah, bro. So I mean, that's that's my take with it. Like, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't really know, man. I feel like it's too much in the air, and we don't know what's what, what they trying to do, and you know what I'm saying. But yeah. Any final thoughts on that, Josh? Um, yeah, same thing with Jalen said with like the phones and stuff. I think there's a lot of people that just go for the cheapest price that's available right away, but in the long run, they might end up regretting it. 
So for me, I know that, you know, I don't need the best PS4 or whatever. I'll get get whatever I can get, save a couple of dollars. But in the long term, I will start to feel that um, that difference in strength. Like, oh, if I got it on this one, it has a better frame rate or higher resolution. So these issues that I'm dealing with, if I would have put the money up, up front, then I wouldn't have that issue. So, um yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, it's just really, I guess, impulse buyers who just want an Xbox for a cheap price. Um, but for most people, the the more powerful console is probably going to be the better better option. Yeah, I think that in, in the whole situation with developers and how they create for these consoles is really going to it's really going to be interesting to see um, and whether or not they actually try to get the most out of the council or rather to just drop the resolution and everything else is the same still causes a, a rift but maybe it's not a significant rift so we'll see how they implement that and whether or not it's a good implementation or if it's a bad implementation um but uh next topic it, we wanted to talk about was I think we would probably leave the top fives to <laughs> later but um it was the batman um the the not the batman i keep saying batman because that's the biggest <laughs> character <laughs> it should have been just batman anyway because it was so much crazy batman stuff uh uh but it was the dc fandom and uh yeah so there's two games that came out, the one from Rocksteady and then the one from the Warner Brothers. Uh, the Rocksteady one was just a teaser trailer, so no real gameplay. Um, and then we had the uh, actual gameplay for Arkham Knights. Uh, give me your give me your thoughts on uh, Arkham Knights first. You mean Gotham Knights? Gotham Knights, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Arkham Gotham Knights, I don't know. That's what I thought it said. Uh, um, got me tripped up. <laughs> yeah, Gotham Knights seems cool. I'm, I'm happy that they at least have gameplay of it, so I can make a better decision on it. Um, because it's it's still like the Arkham games, like Batman, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. So that gameplay that you're familiar with, but they're making it um, co-op with some like RPG and leveling up mechanics and stuff like that. Um, it seems okay. Uh, I might try it out. Me personally, I'm not that excited for it because um, the Arkham games were good, but they're, I, that style of gameplay I'm kind of like over with because, you know, I play with Batman, I play with Robin and all of them a lot now, so it's just more of that. Um, but if it's a good game at the end of the day and the co-op and stuff is fun, then I might try it out. Um, but it, it looked okay. Um, it was like a 10-minute gameplay demo, and I feel like they, it gave a good impression. Uh, the, the funny thing is, I thought what they showed of that, even though it might not come out soon, looked a lot better than the Avengers game. So <laughs> it, I feel like DC is that better. <laughs> Yeah, you are that game, bro. Yeah, I was just about to. I was going. I was going to mention that because it's definitely their answer to the the Square Enix Crystal Dynamics Marvel's Avengers. That's the. That's definitely the answer. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. 
uh, I forgot Square Enix did make the Avengers. I need to really play that game now, huh? <laughs> Man, yeah, you funny. Uh, did you watch the uh, trailer or the 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 gameplay at all, Jalen? Yeah, I've seen it. Um, it. I mean, it's like like Josh said, man. I don't know if they're gonna be having. I forgot, man. What they had you hit the triangle button or something every time somebody is swinging at you, and you would just dodge it and yeah, you just man. beat them up after you're doing that, man. Like like Josh said, man. I'm a little over that, game, that system like, a little bit dated, man. Like I've been doing that since two when I had the uh the Xbox Arcade I mentioned about, man. On Arkham, what is it? Arkham Asylum. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm. I'm pressing his white button, you know what I'm saying? Hit him with a little razzle-dazzle, and then you just punch him. Like, I don't know if I feel like doing that. I think it's cool that they got, like, a little bit of, like, RPG elements added to it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Put a little, like, spice on it or whatever. But, hey, you know, the last game I played, that single player, and they switched it to, like, RPG mechanics. U-N-I-T-Y, that Assassin's Creed Unity, boy. <laughs> that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I had to get rid of that game quick, bro. I was like, nigga, bro, I was, I was in that mode like, damn, man, I really bought this game, bro. Like, I'm sick. But, uh, nah, just that game, I don't know, man. I seen a fight of Mr. Freeze. It seemed like they was trying to incorporate, like, I don't know if it's like, status stuff or whatever, but I don't know, man. If you finna be pressing triangle and stuff, I ain't playing that much. <laughs> I ain't finna lie to you. I ain't playing with them, so don't play with me. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I feel the same. I wasn't, I came away unimpressed, but, um, I felt as if it was just, I I felt as if they were just trying something different, something that's like online and stat, you know, based. Cause you saw the 10 level tens and stuff like that. And you're getting stronger. And they were talking about how the, these game fights and like the, the, the fights that you actually, the boss fights gets, get different as you, and you know, go up in tiers of level, and it felt like a grind that wasn't interesting to me, to be honest. It felt as if it was kind of like Marvel's Avengers um, grind, where it was like, okay, you're playing with these cool guys, you got it. Um, but what is what is what is what is unique about this experience, or what can we do within that experience that kind of showcases those characters in a strong way outside of you know you're just fighting with them and pressing triangle and square to you know do attacks that's what my whole thing about that is is what what can you do that's unique um obviously it was test stuff and in that um that uh indicator for your 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 friend always just being on screen was like they need to code that out <laughs> but uh, that bug was just that dog was going sporadic as i was watching i'm like bro can you get this robin hood indicator off the screen that bug was going around and around and around i was watching that board and i was watching the gameplay i'm like man get this thing off the screen but obviously it's still like <laughs> test footage or whatever but I don't know. I I wasn't impressed by it. Um, it it seemed as if they did a lot of work on the graphics, but graphics ain't gonna really do it for me this time around. I need something a little bit more with a little bit more razzle dazzle, as um, Jalen said. It didn't have anything that I felt as if was interesting or um, unique. It was just seemed as if you were able to play with Batgirl and and all and all the other characters robin nightwing um and i i just 
I, I was I wasn't interested to be honest. I felt as if I, I already had that experience. Now to have a full game with them and you know taking down enemies, I don't see the unique aspect of it. Uh, so that's kind of how I left it. Um, Avengers and that kind of fall into the same bucket for me. Um, interesting looking, but not not that interesting to play. Um, so hopefully hopefully they showcase some new stuff that kind of really you know makes it understand why this is the game you need to play with these characters with this you know with this story maybe the maybe it's very unique maybe how you play it is unique maybe there's some good set pieces i just don't i'm not interested in seeing another batman or you know these characters have a story um with multiplayer in it i don't see how that's appealing at this point Um, not to, not to disrespect their hard work. You know, they, 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 they do make good nemesis systems. Maybe they have a nemesis system in this. Maybe they, something that they incorporate like, um, from shadow of Mordor or, um, you know, shadow of war where they have this, you know, factions where you kind of use that. Maybe that's their unique thing. But if that's the only unique thing, I don't know. I don't think that's going to make it. Um, but it's very it was very cool when they did it in Shadow of Mordor where you had these you know you can you know recruit people and do this and that but I don't see how that plays into the world of Batman honestly I see that they could probably do factions with all of the different enemies and um their their you know their uh grunts or whatever but I don't see how that kind of ties in well to what they're trying to do with Arkham Knights but it could possibly be that could be the that could be the unique you know spend on it that they kind of use to their advantage. They have the the technology, they have the um, background in it, so they could possibly make something like that. Maybe that's the interesting thing, but that's not enough for me to play it. Um, I'll still check it out. I'm not going to be that person that doesn't, but I'm not I'm not I'm not thrilled or excited for it in any type of way. But that suicide squad though it was a, it was a teaser trailer but it had more flavor in my opinion than that whole arkham knight demo and um it seemed like a cool concept that they already kind of showcased that we're gonna actually kill the justice league um and that's in the title so right off bat, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in for it. I, I don't want to be the good guy anymore. Maybe playing the bad people is more interesting than the good people. Since Suicide Squad is kind of anti-hero type of villain. It's like, that's kind of how it is. They are in a bad situation, but they're not terrible people. Most of them, but they still are. So those characters that breaking off from that, you know, Batman thing and kind of, stepping into a totally different you know location well not location but totally different mindset for the for the player i feel like that's way more new unique than what arkham knight brought but even though it was just a teaser trailer so i'm way more excited for rocksteady's game obviously rocksteady does everything they do they do it with um a lot of care and um you know thought behind what they do so I'm looking forward to seeing more gameplay of that because their concept in overall was much more interesting for me to see um, than um, actual Arkham or sorry, Gotham Knight. Was it Gotham or Arkham Knights? Gotham. I don't know. 
It's one of those <laughs> garbage nights. Not just one. <laughs> you played it, Jay. You already call it garbage. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, with the Suicide Squad, um, like you said, the the idea and the tone of it seemed interesting, um, and that you're fighting the Justice League um, because Brainiac was in the trailer too. So obviously, the Justice League is evil now because because of Brainiac. So. You're going to have to fight them. And that's more interesting than, you know, the Arkham games, which we're familiar with, where you go to detective mode and you, you know, check stuff out and you counter people. At least with this setup, they can have a different um, style of gameplay and you'll be fighting more superheroes because, like, Superman can fly and throw buildings. So that's very different than what happens in uh, the Batman games. Yes. Um, and Rock City, they've they've always been very, very good developers. Like they very detailed. Um, the worlds and everything are uh, very interesting. So I feel like they'll do the material uh, justice, and it'll it'll be interesting. Um, the only thing is, it's a four player co op game, so I don't know how they f- you know fit the yeah. world and story in in that. Um, if I, it's I single player, but yeah, that, I mean, that's why they have the four characters, like it's dead shy, Harley and everybody. Um, I don't know if you can play single player and, you know, your friend jump in or if it's only four player co-op, but it's a four player focus game. Another thing that kind of bummed me out is in the trailer, it says 2022. So that game is not coming out anytime soon. Yeah, that did. probably gonna delay it. So twenty twenty three. Well, um, that is very true. Arkham, uh, nice came with gameplay. They know they ready. At least the twenty twenty one, they will be ready. They just got to refine a few things. So I appreciate them showing actual gameplay. Um, but. Uh, I just wish their concept may have been just a little bit different in how they approached it. But I get understanding that that's, that's a game that people want too. Um, but you're right. I, I didn't know that it was four player co-op though. That, that kind of sours it a little bit. I want a one, I want a single player game where you kind of just face off against justice league, maybe a single player game or maybe a four player co-op game. Isn't bad. Maybe it's, it's, more focused and you're just kind of playing like a like a borderlands kind of thing where you can drop in drop out but it's not as detrimental to the story but i don't know i never did that or never seen that kind of working that way outside of um was for was it four player co-op for gears or could you play two player co-op online I think it was two. The closest thing to that is like a Monster Hunter game. Like you can play by yourself and your friend jump in to fight the boss, whatever. Um, kind of where... build a world. It's like a whole. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's that concept is going to be interesting. Yeah, because it's it's difficult. Because like if you're, let's say it's probably gonna be an open world game because they always do open world games. Um, but you have the issue where you want to go fight Superman and you can fight him by yourself. But is he too hard for a single person? So you have to have four people where, so I got to get y'all online. Or I got to play with randoms and stuff like that. It's just too many complications. Whereas if it's a single player game, it you can remove all those barriers and just go enjoy the game at your own pace. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Um, I I'm nervous about that. I'm I'm, I'm I guess I'm nervous about that part of it. Where now we're how are they going to implement this four player co op? I didn't know that they were actually doing that. To be honest, I thought it was going to be single player. He's going to be able to play with all these characters. You're going to be able to take down Justice League. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't hinder my excitement for the story because it just seems fun. It seems like a fun experience to have where you're literally take trying to take down and kill the Justice League. This is a a group of people that's supposed to be trying to save humanity, and that's that. Now you're such a you know you're in that space of trying to kill them and using their. I I hope they implement some type of like you know using their weaknesses against them and kind of taking them on like that. I really want to see that where they delve into it a lot more and kind of just showcase how you know how deep the roots are of this DC you know universe and how they can show off the you know small and refined things small details kind of make the whole story up and and I think that's going to be the game I gravitate way more towards than um than Arkham or Gotham Knights yeah so um what you think about that uh Jalen did you did you watch that trailer yeah I watched it um I mean, first off, Superman garbage anyway. That man been getting flexed since the 50s, so I don't... Right before that. So, whooping him ain't gonna be nothing. They real challenge gonna be Batman, you know what I'm oh saying? Because he... Because <laughs> Superman garbage. Billionaire but, uh... With, with this is tech? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Uh, man, man, Superman garbage, bro. He began... Well, then, he, then he get killed in, like, what's that game called? Injustice or something like that? <laughs> You talking about the uh the Gods Among Us game? Yeah, man. Man, yeah. Garbage amongst us. <laughs> uh, ain't that what that game was called? Gods man. Among Us. Man, it's not like you said Basura. But nah, I mean, not nah, the, the game, the the concept, I mean, I feel like the Suicide Squad is always like a um it's like an interesting group. I'm not like a huge DC fan, um or really superheroes for that matter. But anywho, um I think it'd be interesting. I did see Suicide Squad. I didn't really keep up with Suicide Squad or anything like that, like in the comic books or anything. But um, the movie was definitely good. It was funny to have that anti-hero approach, but it's kind of like they're not. They're like um, I like like false anti-heroes. Like they're just they're doing it to, you know, what I'm saying, lower they sentence or whatever. Yeah, so they're not really like. Yeah, I'm about to be an anti-hero today and do something. I'm trying to save somebody. Like they're just working for themselves. Like so, I, I feel like you know, knowing that in the back of my head, I don't know how they operate. You know, what I'm saying like in a in a video game or in the comics and things like that. But like Deontay said, the the fact that you're going against Superman or Garbage Man, whatever you want to call that man, he um, you know, he it just it just seemed like an interesting concept where you can. Uh, play, but I don't know if it's gonna be like Skaglands where you just, you know, what I'm saying like you gotta have four people to kill Handsome Jack, man, Garbage Land, Skaglands, Handsome Jack Lands, whatever you wanna call it, man. Garbage, dude. We not gonna talk about Sleepy Lands because that game, that game definitely put me to sleep. I don't care, I don't drink coffee, but if you took like ten cups of coffee and you play that game, bro, it's a wrap. You finna go straight to sleep. I get ten minutes tops, maybe five, but. Okay. Uh, yeah, that that four player though. I don't, 
I don't really know how I feel about that just because I don't know how I had issues with borderlines when I did play it when you didn't play with like four people and play with one person and the the, the difficulty spikes was just kind of weird but uh, but yeah so yeah we have to wait and see um, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be interesting I think it's definitely the concept is interesting enough on its own merit. And that's what I like about it most. And then I know Rocksteady is a type of company that definitely does not take for granted the material that they have in front of them when it comes to everything like Batman, Arkham Knight. I mean, well, uh, Arkham Knight, uh, Arkham Asylum, and um, Arkham City all kind of took a lot of flavor from the, you know, the comics and tried to put that into the game in a lot of different ways a lot of easter eggs a lot of things like that so i don't think that they're going to do it um any i, I don't think they're going, to, they're going to do it wrong i just want them to i want to understand exactly how that four player co-op is going to work out and um but the teaser trailer got me excited for it and they didn't even have to show no gameplay i want gameplay but obviously it's a 2022 game you, everybody can't have everything they want so i get that so but um I'm excited for it. any last thoughts on uh, the the DC f- uh, fandom. I know the Suicide Squad trailer for the movie that's coming out, uh, the reboot with uh, James Gunn, that looked at fire too. But um, I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Yeah, that looked um, good. They haven't come out with like a full trailer. I want to see what it's about. They talked about it like it's a, a war movie and they're doing mm-hmm. a lot of new stuff with it it seems interesting and it they're a lot more um what did they say he want he wants more characters than the first suicide squad movie but they're more um comic book based like if you look at their costumes they look weird and silly because that's what they are in the comic book so it seems like it's going to be more um it's just a better tone overall um gritty but also like funny like you can laugh at them or laugh at what they're doing because james gunn is always good at that um making like an r-rated bloody comedy type uh movie um but i guess for me the only thing that i saw that was interesting beyond that was um batman uh so i thought that looked really good um yeah a lot of other movies are kind of like far off where they don't have a lot of trailers or anything like that but batman was had a good trailer um it's they have a clear vision of what they want to do for it and it seems very different from the last five batman movies we've had recently yeah and the snyder cut and all that stuff i think i think they look like they're trying to get their uh, mojo back because they know it's a huge it's a huge business so I'm glad they're putting in the effort um, and they're trying to, you know, get fans excited for it. Um, I think Suicide Squad, I think everybody, most of the people are going to die, but it's going to be funny. And I think it's going to be <laughs> hilarious how they die. But um, mm-hmm. it was way too many characters, way too many big names for them to keep going on with them. <laughs> most of them are going to die. I, I guarantee you that. Margaret Robbie, uh, you know, Harley Quinn ain't dying, but everybody else they 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 expensable which is which yeah. is going to be fun to watch but um it, yeah i i'm i'm in, i i liked what i saw and um 
I'm glad that they, you know, they're they're trying to keep everybody excited about this stuff because they have the they have the the base and they have the you know the backlog to do some really good stuff with their stuff with with their comics. So hopefully they do it. You know, hopefully it executes well and um, having a Suicide Squad Suicide Squad movie come out and then that game come out they and they do that that movie right can really can really boost their sales significantly so um i think it's gonna be cool uh but next up just in this uh for the sake of time let's talk about those (laughs) those top five boys for this generation and <laughs> what what what's the uh you want to start it out jalen because if we got any overlap it's best to uh get it out the way <laughs> man y'all don't want to know my top five man y'all y'all really want to know my top five <laughs> you don't want to know my top five not just like nah so y'all i, I got some honorable mentions on here <laughs> no nah, i think uh, four square in these games all right go <laughs> They ain't even had that many games come out. No, nah, but uh, shoot. I just say my top five. Um, these not in any order by any means. Um, it'd be Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Absolute fire. Y'all know we talked yeah. about it a couple of times. Fire. F-Y-R-E. Fire. <laughs> Not just for. Um, okay, gotta mention Final Fantasy VII. Ooh, that game was... <laughs> No, no, let me get in Punisher mode, boy. We a chop, chop. You know, we finna chop, chop. Then, uh, Think about that game today. Oh, can we replay it on PS5? Oh, I'm telling you. Both of y'all annoying. <laughs> finna play that mug again. Again. Now, nah, I got Persona 5 on there. Uh, that Try. game, it was... I had a good time playing it, so I'm gonna I'm put it up there. Like, I, I actually... I think I beat that game in a month, and I was I was trying to play it, but when school, as soon as I finished with school, I think I ended up beating it. Like it literally took me like a month to beat, and I had put like a hundred hours in that game. So I was I was going dumb with the hours. Um, I'm trying to think. I had I'm kind of stuck between a few. Um, I had put like Bloodborne up there. I like Bloodborne for what it was, but it was kind of like. I don't know, man. It it was it's a good game to play. Like it's, it's definitely an excellent game. Um, I don't think it aged the best though, as far as like the PS uh, five goes. I mean PS four goes, but it didn't it didn't age the best. Uh, and then let me see. That's three, six, seven. Um, how many games I say? Final. I like Dark Souls three. Yeah, I'm over here saying I, I'll probably say my fifth one would probably be. Uh, my top five would be Breath of the Wild, Dark Souls 3, Final Fantasy 7, Persona, and Sekiro. Um, I know my boys ain't like Sekiro like that, but <laughs> man, so that the boss battles in that game, man, like Sekiro gave you the adrenaline of what Bloodborne boss battles was, except it didn't some. So like Bloodborne was an intense game, you know, you have to you you have to, it wasn't as many ways to skin the cat as you could in Dark Souls 3. Like, you can you can skin the cat in multiple different ways. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can play it this and that. But Sekiro, boy, you just have to be... You just have to be super hot fire in that mug because that last boss, man... I was probably fighting that last boss for a fight, bro. I remember one night, bro. I was, 
I was fighting him from like it had to be like ten o'clock to like three a.m. and I still ain't beat him. I had to go to bed on the L, bro. I'm like, man, it's getting too late, bro. He keep he keep bodying me, bro. Like I'm gonna just I'm gonna whoop him tomorrow morning, man. So he was he was definitely giving me the blues, but it was just the intensity of them boss battles and stuff. I didn't hundred percent it or nothing like that because I didn't want to take the time to get real real expertise at the mechanics and stuff like that. It was just like that. You just had a lot of adrenaline with that game. And then a, a game that I'm going to say like an honorable mention. I know y'all probably hate this game, but Destiny 1, bro. Man, we used to go dumb in the child, man. Don't, don't get it started oh with the House God. of Wolves. Y'all, y'all want me to get the spirit bomb, do y'all? We used to be in that. We used to be in a black shield going crazy, boy. Oh, <laughs> he is a Man, that was the days, dude. That was probably some of the best Destiny days, bro. That's where we got our name from, House of Wolves, man. We is in that mug getting busy. Triple boy walkers. Boy, we come through and straight. Kami, Kami, yes. Don't make me. Don't make Man. me get the spirit, ball. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Man. Come too straight. <laughs> Man, but yeah, that's that's my take, bro. That that them was some good days, man. That's probably some of the best multiplayer days. Find that that's dog. Yeah, that's dog. That's dog. That's dog. That's dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's dog. That's dog. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I mean, uh, you so you so you took Bloodborne off or you leaving it on? Yeah. So, so my my top five would be Breath of the Wild, Dark Souls three. Final Fantasy Seven, Persona Five, and Sekiro. Do you think Dark Souls Three did more for do you than Dark Souls Two? Or did, wait, well, Dark Souls Two came out and PlayStation Three, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, never mind then. Okay, never mind. I thought I forget because I was like, I know you like that game, Mori, even though it was it was it was uh, it was uh, Glitch Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, yeah. Uh, Persona Five. Walk me through that. What was that decision and behind that? It was just a game where I was able to invest a lot of time in. Um, it was interesting. Um, I found myself wanting to um, just, I just wanted to play it and see what happened next to the story. I will say about 80% of the game, the game pretty much hits its climax. Mm-hmm. Um, like, um, yeah, it basically hits its climax. I mean, the game got another climax and stuff, but it was just kind of like a lot of like, out the behind, Deus Ex Machina, like just it just got off course, and that's my biggest gripe with the game. But uh, throughout playing Persona Five, it has some weak points. Don't get me wrong; this is just like games of the generation. I got games that's higher than this, but um, I mean, if you want to get real technical, I mean, Emerald Pokemon Emerald could be up there because that game was fire. But uh, nah, but yeah, Persona Five. It was just a, it was a cool game. It was like a RPG. I was definitely invested in, like. It caught a lot of my attention. Um, I liked it, the world and stuff like that. Like I said, it has some low points, but uh, I mean, I played that game. Like I think that a lot of the motivator was the fact that like um, I had a DLC persona is like is an Aggie picker of, and I just wanted to like I just liked it to how you can like do the little guillotine and all that type of stuff and like the fusion and different things to like make your persona better and then how you can meld abilities and stuff to them. So I thought that was pretty interesting so um yeah i mean I, I liked it and it was it was a lot to do most of the days um obviously there's a perfect way to play the game or whatever but you know i wanted to see what happened in some of the character stories next and i wanted to i put a lot of time in to make sure things was better off and, instead of just like jacking off my days and stuff like that okay so so um it's just an interesting game 
Okay. No, that, I mean that. That's a um, I I, I say decent list. <laughs> and, you know, it's a few. My square few, enix. It's a few scrubs on there. It ain't it ain't, it ain't square enix heavy. So, uh, man, what's a scrub on her? I, I appreciate that, huh? What's a scrub on her? Uh, in my opinion, I go with. Uh, I mean, I'm safe Carol, man. I'm I'm just gonna say. Persona Five, bro. I I mean, I liked it four better. I mean, five was okay. Four just had some bangers, man. Like somebody yeah, music. I liked but... it four better, dude. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. But five definitely it it at least elevated the the dungeons and it elevated the gameplay a lot more than you know going from three to four. You know what I'm saying? So at least yeah. I saw a lot of differences in the gameplay. Uh, but I wouldn't put it up there in my top five just because of uh, some of the things I didn't enjoy about it. The longevity of the 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 ending and, you know, going through mementos and having that same as you guys kind of explained to me, because I didn't even notice it, honestly, until you staying. Now I can't get it out of my head. But <laughs> that that one song that kind of plays throughout that having that soundtrack, it kind of is annoying. But um, really, it was just the fact that it felt um similar in a lot of ways but they elevated the one thing that kind of you know kind of maybe 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 was more out outlandish to you that you kind of had to run through the same kind of corridors and it wasn't that fun but um i felt like the story in um persona 4 was much better maybe i could only play golden i don't know but i played golden it, it might have been better more, significantly i thought it was significantly like a better story in my opinion but um yeah. you know that's just me so uh, i i skipped five off my list as well because it's a really good game and it improves a lot but i still can't feel like it's the best persona game so it would be weird to say it's the best in a generation when i feel like they've done better um it, it mainly the story like overall the game was had quality of life improvements, uh, the best persona graphics that they've had. Um, the characters were really good, but overall it had a lot of structural problems. I, I guess they tried to fix that with Royal, which we haven't played, but I'm not about to spend another 100 hours on that game. So, <laughs> yes. Oh, well, <laughs> you should oh, get it right. Well, the first you should have got it right the first time, buddy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, overall, pretty solid list. Um, it ain't it ain't Square Enix heavy, so I appreciate that. I thought I was gonna at least see two more things. I thought you was gonna just man. What, what know, are the games that came out with? I thought you was gonna throw in Tomb Raider for the fun. <laughs> man, I ain't gonna throw in Tomb Raider. I ain't gonna put in Kingdom Hearts in that mug. I ain't yeah, finna... man. I thought you was gonna have Kingdom Hearts three on here. Heck no. Nah. Uh, but I mean, Party Party. It's a good. It's a good list. Uh yeah. But um, all right. We had, we had come back to it. Let's let's get our list out there. Uh, well, let's I guess go with Josh first. Go ahead, Josh. What's man, I want to hear yours now. <laughs> you I'm finna I'm finna gun your list down. I'm finna he, he I'm gonna put the forty at your list, man. Movie. I'm gonna BBQ yeah, that mode like you BBQ it like a great. <laughs> <laughs> he finna say God of War, Last of Us. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> Don't disrespect me. What, what else he finna put he up got, there? He man? got three Sony games on there for sure. Man, he's he gonna say Uncharted, Rising. He's gonna say AAA games only. <laughs> um, 
I'm gonna save my ammunition. Yeah, I I thought about Bloodborne, but I end up skipping it. I also skipped Dark Souls three. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, but I I feel like it's a I don't know. It it wasn't the the best in all cases, so um, I didn't I just skipped it. Um, I didn't put Sekiro on there because I didn't finish it. I might go back to the game in the future, but I feel like it was a bad time for me to be playing that game because uh, I couldn't focus on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did go with, of course, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, just that was a highlight of the generation that's Square Enix actually delivering on what people expect of them. Um and it set up like a good a good place for the future where I'm excited for the next game, which they had a lot of misses in the last couple years. Final Fantasy fifteen, I hate it. Um and a lot of their other games and Kingdom Hearts three was disappointing. So for them to actually deliver on this was a big deal. Uh, of course Breath of the Wild goes without saying it was um one of the best Zelda games they've made, and I would say Nintendo's best game that they've made recently as well. Um, uh, what else I had on there? I had The Witcher 3. Uh, the Witcher 3, I feel like, was the best of all the open world games that have come out. Um, it had the best writing. Uh, I feel like it had a lot of characters or situations that you run into that were just very interesting and not uh, copy and paste, where something like, you know, Assassin's Creed might be a bigger last year world, but the characters and stuff are not, they're a lot more watered down. Um, I'll I just go with my other Square Enix game, Final Fantasy XIV, because uh, I played that this year. And I didn't think that the story would be anything worthwhile. I just wanted a game that I can play and level up for a long time. But it had a really, really good story. And so good that I probably would say it's one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. Um, So that was a surprise. Um, And it still has more story uh, coming out later later this year. So I'm probably go back to it at some point. Um, and my more controversial choices. <laughs> um, man, you better not say no Warframe, bro. <laughs> man, if you say Warframe. I ain't playing with you, so don't play with me, bro. I ain't trying to hear no Captain Board, no strength to the Gamir. I ain't trying to hear none of that, bro. <laughs> Are you finna say Warframe? Man, man you better not. I'm gonna get off this podcast right now. <laughs> I had to pick a game that I spent a whole lot of time on. Oh my god. And I was looking at Destiny. Like, no, it can't be Destiny. Can't be Destiny 2. Can't be uh, For Honor. Man. Rainbow Six. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to bed, bro. What game had a good story? Oh my god. Warframe. Warframe and it came out this generation. Smash. Go ahead, bro. All right, go explain yourself. Go ahead. Man, yeah, go ahead. Be great, man. Go ahead. Do your thing. <laughs> From when I first played it, when the PS4 came out, I didn't like it, and I went back to it later, and I didn't like it, and then when I finally went back to it the third time, and I played through the story, then it made sense, and compared to other games around that time, Destiny 2 and Destiny 1, 
like why can't destiny deliver a good story like this obviously y'all haven't got to the story so y'all don't know it seems like a big issue i'm only picking warframe because of its story and that it can be a big multiplayer game over six seven years and tell a a decent story whereas destiny they got all the money in the world and they can't put their pants on and walk out the door so i ain't never heard that one before (laughs) can't put their pants on Boy was holding out with for Destiny and Destiny alone. He said, "Boy, can't put your pants on. <laughs> put your pants on, tie your shoes. Man, I don't know how. Put your pants on, tie your shoes, boy. Like I don't know how. Man, what you talk? What you talking about? <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's go through this. Um, okay, Breath of the Wild, Final Fantasy. We already talked about that, so we got some similarities. Uh, you said Witcher 3, right? Witcher 3 was uh, the best. You said probably the, one of the most sound stories in, in an open world game. Honestly, I feel like they kind of did it right the first time. They did it right um, for in a lot of ways that kind of nobody else was kind of pioneering at the time. And they took a lot of <laughs> ideas and they kind of, you know, manifested it all together. So I would give a nod to them and say I, I can't be mad at Witcher 3 being on your list at all. Final Fantasy 14 online. Um, what you think about that, Jay? <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people like that game. I don't, I don't think it's a bad game and stuff like that. I just don't. I, I just wouldn't play it because they they ban my account. <laughs> like <laughs> they banned his account. They ban that guy. Don't think don't so, think Square and these boy didn't play that. They all they both played it. He just got man. Played you played it. it too. I ain't trying to hear that. Man, I played it for two seconds. Wait, I, I was I was out of there. I was I was out of there. Uh. Uh-uh. Man, you was at the same level as us, bro. We, we tried everything. We tried everything while while Josh was in Japan. So I I we played man. it, but man. you finna have this jam at yours, bro. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, throwing them discs, hitting them curvatures. Man, don't, nah. I don't know my list, so I don't even talk about it. Uh, Man, you finna have just cause. All right. And then Dave's got, gone. He got, <laughs> he got Warframe. Uh, yeah, I don't Warframe. know. Like that. Man, I don't know, Josh. I mean, Three, I hope the the story, I hope, I might have to just go look it up. And I have to talk about talk to you about this after, but um, yeah, I, I mean, man likes what he likes. Can't can't say hey, he can't like Warframe, but um, yeah. uh, hey Josh, the the loop. I'm I, not I'm it, not saying it ain't got issues. I'm just saying that its highest highs throughout okay. these last couple of years has been uh-huh. way better. Yeah, hey, and Josh. you can't name a multiplayer game that can compare. Josh, keep going. No one knows you're here. Multiple, <laughs> m- multiple biosignatures detected. We got infested. <laughs> shake through JPEG. Shake through JPEG. Man, they be shaking that screen hard in the mug. I'm surprised my TV ain't crack all hard when JPEG be shaking. Shake through JPEG. Shake through JPEG. The load screen be funny. They be going dumb. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's all the time we got here, guys. We go. <laughs> nah, you ain't. Go ahead, man. Yeah.
Uh, I'm finna chop you up, bro. I'm yeah, finna let this thing. Up. I ain't did nothing. Uh, IGN top ten list. He got. Yeah, whatever, mm. dude. All right, so, so we got some similarities. We got some similarities. All right, one mm. of those is the Breath of the Wild. And let me tell y'all, uh, because Karina wanted me to add this to her list. She said this is her list. She got two games. She got Breath of the Wild as well, <laughs> and she got yeah. some Telltale. Uh, what's that? Walking Dead, she said that was one of her best generation games outside of Breath of the Wild. Season one, season two, all of them. She said, all of them. Oh my god, Bungas, all of that. She said that's her favorite game, interactive storytelling. She enjoyed those the most. Uh, but she ain't a real gamer, but she played Breath of the Wild, so I had to give her some, I had to give her some points there. Uh, but uh, mine's was Breath of the Wild. No particular order, so uh, it I did include Destiny One, um, just because of the fact that it's the game that kind of solidified us, as well as it was the game that kind of got the most of my time, and as yeah. well as it was the most fun I ever had in a game period over my lifetime. So Destiny One had to be in there, and definitely has a lot of flaws, but. It was that game for me. Um, I did. <laughs> I did include God of War. But God of War changed its mechanics fundamentally to the point where it did not feel like the same game. And it had more depth into it than it used to have that I enjoyed more. So, yes, it is a triple A game. Yes, it is, uh, you know, action packed and in that. But I think God of War deserves the not more than most of the other gender, other um, games like Last of Us, like Ghost of Tsushima, like um, any of those AAA PlayStation games, just simply because they did the most creative things by having one camera motions and they basically hit all loading screens and they had a, a continuous shot throughout the entire game and it was just unique in its play style in my opinion even though it was over the camera you know over the back camera like all the rest of their games this was the most unique uh so i had to give them the knot for that uh I also included Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on my list i i like two significantly more than the oh, one like i haven't game? finished one but two is definitely a game i enjoyed even though i hated the arts like how they implement it because the switch is you know a bad console in my opinion it's not powerful enough but i actually enjoyed chronicles 2 it was a game that i actually the, see the myself play? going back to to finish and like get the dlc and kind of going through that even though i didn't finish all of that just yet i think that's one of the games that i felt like stuck out in my brain over this seven year period that mm -hmm. i enjoyed enough and i actually was like you know getting off work wanting to get back into and like getting off work going to get back into kind of like you and persona and trying to figure out where the story was going to go that's kind of how i felt with xenoblade chronicles 2 and lastly it's um it's not controversial but it's probably a game that y'all probably 
It was like it's, it's a it's it's a zombie game. It's dying light. <laughs> Man, I told you. I told dying y'all then. I enjoyed Dying Light. Dying Light was uh very unique. Again, I like unique experiences. And that game was more unique than any other game that I played at the time. Um, it was like parkour zombie, you know, melee weapons and stuff like that. But it had such a unique spin on it. And they kind of even incorporated a lot of the storytelling in well. So it wasn't just a boring story. It actually had a pretty good story to it. Yes, it was a zombie game, but it had a unique place playing. It had a unique play style to it. As well as it was just overall, in general, a pretty good company, and they kind of, kind of, they kind of kept a uh, ear to the community in that game, as well as how they updated it and added new things. They even added the battle royale to that game because of it, of you know, I mean, because that company is just interested in making sure that community stays alive. But I enjoyed it because of the unique gameplay and how you was able to parkour in first person. And it had that Mirror's Edge mixed with, you know, Dead Island kind of feel to it. I enjoyed it a lot. So it got mine because that's the only game I went back and played and bought the DLC and kind of finished it through and then played it again. Uh, just because and I, when I bought it on my PC because I thought it was just so, such a unique, had a night and dark a dark and night cycle it was like um i'm sorry a day and night cycle where the night cycle was much more intense than a day cycle it added so many you know unique mechanics at the time that i felt as if it deserved a top in my opinion a top five it wasn't a lot of stuff that wowed me this generation but that game kind of sticks out in my mind as a game that uh truly shined in a lot of different ways but that's my top five. Like again, it's Breath of the Wild, Destiny One, God of War, Dying Light, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Go. No, it's a it's a decent list. Um, I I struggle with Destiny because like I liked it a lot, but I feel like also how the game I guess changes over time kind of can like sour your uh opinion on it because we i feel like we liked play destiny a lot more and had fun in the beginning whereas like over time you know balance changes and things like that make it feel like it's more frustrating but i would say destiny one was still a much more fun time than we had in any other uh, multiplayer games that we played especially destiny 2 um God of War, you know, I don't think me and Jalen played it, but um, it seemed like a, a decent game. Um, and I I like the old God of War games, and this one is more mature, uh, so I can see, you know, it's a, a pretty good choice, even though it's a safe choice. Um, <laughs> oh, what was the other one? Dying Light, Breath of the Wild, and what was your th- your last one? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Oh yeah, Xenoblade. Um, yeah, I like the the gameplay of it. And I feel like that's a really good JRPG that came out. Um, you know, we have issues with like the characters or the the art style, but um, I feel like overall it was a really good game as well. Um, did you you finished too, right, Jayla? Yeah, well, or technically I got to the final boss. And I yeah. got to the final phase, and I died on the final boss, and I was like, I ain't playing no more. 
<laughs> I was like, I don't even care about playing that much no more, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. I ain't really care too much for it. It was an alright game. It just wasn't, you know. It's understandable. Warframe uh, better than that game. I'm just lying. <laughs> hey, Warframe better than Dying Light. Nah, man. It, it, nah. Um, I mean, I, I, like I said, because these lists are our personals, it's it's interesting. But no, go ahead. Yeah. Continue. Continue. No, I didn't know um, Dying Light would make it on your list because I feel like you played that game a, a long time ago. Like, yeah. Nah, I knew it was on his list. He bought it twice. <laughs> I remember, did they come out a definitive version? I said that before we, that's what I'm saying. No, I said that before you even mentioned it. it. Didn't, yeah. didn't I say that today right before now, you mentioned it? No, you ain't, you ain't say dang light, no. What'd I say? Days gone? Days gone and some other. Oh, okay. That's, that's what I had, man. I was, yeah. But uh, I knew, I remember, because I remember I used to come home from this and this dude playing, I'm like, dude, that game cannot be that fun. Like, what are you doing on that game? He always was playing Dying Light. I'm like, dude, stop playing that game, dude. <laughs> Want that game a bus? No, like, it wasn't. Not in my eyes. Well, I, I don't think it, it was, was a bus. I think it was like people expected more from the game. Like, it had high expectations, but it ain't meeting. But it wasn't like a, a terrible game. I just remember you playing that game a lot. You was like, and I think I had came home one day from class. And I looked on the thing. It said "Dying Light Enhanced." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "I'm like, man, don't tell me they re-released this game." And he bought it again, dude. It said, "Oh, it said Enhanced on the PlayStation thing." I'm just like, "Man, this dude playing this game again, bro." I had to get the DLC. <laughs> I'm like, man, all right, bro. We'll yeah, let I you be great. It again, again, it's fire, bro. But man, uh, at least you ain't have uh, what I was about to say. Far uh, Cry on that mark. <laughs> <laughs> Far Cry, uh, yeah, Far Cry no, four or five, yeah, Primal, all that drug was trash. But um, I liked the Far Cry three was probably my favorite at this point. It still is. What's that one? The one with that uh, was name Voss. Voss, yeah, Voss on it. Voss was my favorite like villain, and like the that that was my favorite story. It was kind of um. Definitely where they kind of changed and shifted into the far cry they are today, but it was the best implemented at that time. Um, mm. Maybe because it was fresh, but I think Voss just kind of, he kind of brought a different spin to it. And I think he just, he just delivered his, his, his message of crazy more. Maybe because we kind of re repeating the same Voss formula, maybe it got d downplayed and these people's performances were still really good. It just, that wasn't like the first performance. I don't know, but in my opinion, Voss was the best one. I'm a hoping this Far Cry Six. You know, my man's from Bacon Brad. Um, he he was always he's always been a good actor, but I don't think them get, tying a big name to the acting is really going to help. You know, resolve their another Voss problem. Hopefully, they incorporate something new, but. I think Far Cry uh, Six may be something special. Maybe I, I, I that's what I think. But yeah, I mean that's my list, start. really. I think, um, I think we got some similarities. I think Breath of the Wild just deserves the notch at the top, just because, bro. That game was, 
again, was revolutionary. I think it, it kind of hit it hit the right marks with everybody, and that's kind of crazy for a game like that to do. Um, but I mean, obviously, you guys like Final Fantasy. I ain't played it, so I can't really justify putting it on a list or even talking about it more. But yeah, that's number two. You can put it on there. I ain't that ain't on my list. It's on y'all list. Um, that game a bucket, bro. I think I think um, the memory of Destiny One is is what resonates with me the most. Of what it kind of what kind of it kind of elevated our friendship a lot, and it kind of just was something that we was looking forward to doing all the time. It was like if you ain't if you ain't if you ain't with your girl, or you ain't at the basketball, you ain't at at school, <laughs> you playing Death Dog, and that was pretty much what it was, and. I don't know. It was a weird time. I definitely played that game way too much, but um, <laughs> I enjoyed yeah. a lot of it. I ain't gonna hold you, but um, we is in that mug, bro. Yeah. All through the Black Shield, all through the uh, yeah. Twilight Gap, Triple Void. I remember one time we had one. I man, nah, can y'all believe we like man? These dudes cheating, bro. No, we got with that that Party Crasher plus one type boy. Party Crasher Matador sixty four. Banging Man. in that door. What's up? Hey, like, he is hey Josh, boy. open up Dumb. that door. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be in it. Bro, we used to get straight to it. As soon as the thing, we hear that little blink noise. That No game. <laughs> we is in that for right. Yeah, we here, nigga. We, we here. Steamroll. Yeah, we, we had one flawless that one time. We was just talking about some. Some other stuff, and next thing you know, we as far as I'm like, man, man, we gods at this game, bro. Yeah, we, we used to be in that about it. We were just playing, and we just kind of, oh, we that seven seven, oh, that seven wins. Yeah, we go to the lighthouse. <laughs> we, we just, we was, we was, we was like, like I said, that game had the most memories for me, so I had to get it, even though at the end of it, it wasn't my favorite game no more. Um, Destiny. Two definitely is a disappointment, but um, I think I think we're in a different space now where we can't do what we did previously. Or and I also think that they have changed so much that it has lost that feeling of Destiny One that it originally had, and it's now them trying to revert back to what it was before. Which makes zero sense because you had the winning formula. You just had to tweak it properly and in a in a in a good way. For them to break it, it's kind of like, well, what was the point of you doing all that to try to get more people into the game and then realize that the people that was, you know, that was making that game live were the people that you neglected. So that's what I kind of don't like about Destiny right at this point. But overall, I still got to get that notch. Yeah. yeah. I under I can understand why um, Jalen would put Dark Souls three and Sekiro on his list, um, just because of those games being, you know, very similar to his his style of play, tough boss battles, overcoming a a hardship kind of deal. He he enjoys that type of gameplay. Um, I don't, but I get why. I, I get I get the appeal of it. I've played multiple Souls type games, um, and I understand the appeal of overcoming like a strong boss or whooping somebody quickly and like you know taking them down from a hundred to zero in like four or five slices if you got the the right you know mechanics and magic. I think that's what 
uh, I think that's what kind of Jalen was was looking for. If 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 there was something different, what would you what would you say was really stood out for you in these you know those those Souls games? Man, I mean, it's just a little like I feel like it's a thing that I can adapt to the music being engaged in, like the like the closeness, like the little too close for comfort, like type things, mm-hmm. like. I mean, you seen when I was playing Kingdom Hearts on critical mode when I was fighting like say his boy, he is swinging that tomahawk boy. He hit them the reaction commands and the timing of the man. <laughs> that adrenaline where you be fighting them bosses, dude, it'd be it be kicking in, dude. I don't like fighting like little cheap, like dumb bosses and stuff like that. But that adrenaline where you in them boss battles, man, that that quick timing and every every moment you can die and all that type of stuff, dude, that that junk be that jump be intense, stakes. man. High stakes, man. Them high stakes battles, you be. I guess I gotta start over, man. So I don't came to heart battles them critical modes and you know what I'm saying trying to beat Sephiroth at level forty on the first try without the Ultima and stuff like that. I, man, them, them was the them was them battles, man. That adrenaline when you get hit one time, you're like dang, bro, I gotta do it again. I gotta be a perfectionist. Yeah, that's so. what that's what that's what Jalen calls fun. Um, but no, I get it. I get it. Uh, and then we got Josh. He got he got some solid stuff on his. Again, it's the Final Fantasy VII, Breath of the Wild, Witcher Three, Final Fantasy XIV online, and Warframe is was was blowing me right now. Obviously, he has a um, he he likes those those continuations of games, and he likes leveling up. You know, grinding. Um, talk to me a little bit more about what stood out for these two games that you really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of games that I skipped on that I wanted to put. Like, I like Dark Souls, I like Bloodborne, those games, um, because I feel like those were those are my type of games I like to play. Like, me and Jalen have a lot of overlap, but um, I don't know. They they just for some reason weren't my favorite this generation. Because I like Dark Souls 1 more and, you know, stuff like that. I uh, almost did Timefall 2, but I feel like we didn't play enough of the multiplayer for it to have a long-lasting uh, effect on me. Yeah, um, true, true. Yeah. I picked Final Fantasy fourteen, like I said, just because its story um, is really good. Like, it's it has a good ramp-up of... You know, you fight these bosses, you level up, you get these abilities, but the story is also good the whole way through. So I feel like it's worthwhile to put the time and fight these hard bosses because it's worth it in the end. Um, Whereas Warframe, I would say like it's more basic, you know, multiplayer game throughout most of its situation and like leveling up and stuff is cool, but it's strong point it's probably the best multiplayer like shooter or multiplayer sci-fi story that um we've played because like we played the division we've played um destiny and all these other games and they're cool they have interesting things like you know you go to the vault of glass atheon interesting but he doesn't have a story he doesn't have the backstory there's nothing actually going on once you beat atheon whereas i feel like warframe actually delivers on that type of stuff which is good if you're gonna spend a lot of time playing the game. It at least better give you a worthwhile story. Yeah, no, and I I truly understand. I think the I think the fact that these kind of these games are what stood out to us 
kind of showcases why we um we have different you know perspectives on video games and and that's kind of what the unique thing about video games is that you always can find something you're interested in when it comes to this stuff so no nah, these some overall, like i said though, these some some solid lists go what you say sorry overall though i would say um this is kind of a a light generation as far as games that i really really like um, yeah when I was looking back, I was surprised it's not as many games I would say were my favorite. Yeah, that's how I felt when I was looking back, and I was kind of like, that's why all these unique type games that I really enjoyed their their, their you know their their implementation or their uh or the not their art style but their gameplay and their mechanics within that. That's why I kind of give it to that nod to God of War because, again, I try to stay away from those type of games because they are really mainstream. Like Breath of the Wild, I understand why you get it. It doesn't matter if it's mainstream, but God of War is that game that's kind of like it. It showcased what you can really do with just one camera, and it showcased how people can, you know, tell a story from that perspective, and it really it worked well. So. I mean, mm-hmm. that's one game I would really suggest y'all just play it and just play it, bro. But obviously, y'all, y'all, you know, y'all stuck in y'all ways. But um, if y'all, if y'all, if it was one game I could get y'all to play, it would probably be God of War. Um, but yeah. Uh, but I'm that's pretty much our Overwatch in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we just started getting back into that, and that was mostly you for the first most part, at first, at least. Um, and then J-Link just got so in- infatuated with Ash and how she get them clean headshots that he can't put it down no more. Man, you be in her bucking, bro. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's pretty much our time for this week. Um, but again, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is the House of Wolves podcast. Uh, if you can please rate us uh let us know what you guys think i don't know if there is any comment sections in a podcast um but i just want to let you guys know we appreciate you listening and uh we will talk to you guys on the next one. Oh yeah and don't give us a bad rating or nothing because y'all said warframe all right right <laughs> don't hold that against us yeah if anything they're gonna be talking about you talking about superman but <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for listening talk to you guys in the next one